are back. Welcome back to Stealing Signs. This is our fantasy nugget. Today we are going to be doing short stops. Uh, as usual, I have Mikey here with me. Mikey, how you doing today, bud? What's going on? I'm doing good. Yourself? Wonderful, as always. You know me. We are now going to move into short stops. We're going to give you our top picks, value picks, sleepers, and our busts. So let's get right into it. Mikey, what, uh, what are we looking at as our top fantasy shortstop for 2020 um this was a pretty easy choice for me i went with francisco lindor cleveland's getting closer to, to agreeing to a contract with him i don't think the contract thing's a problem with him lineup's better and i believe he will be the number one shortstop this year and you're not the only one in fact he um probably one of the more consistent guys across all of the different fantasy channels ranked seventh overall and across the board so very consistent with lindor not a bad pick young guy coming up big bat i reached a little bit my pick for the top shortstop this year i believe that javier baez is going to take the top spot not a bad year last year not a great year but mostly because of injury 2018 Javier Baez had 40 doubles, 34 homers, 111 ribbies, 101 runs, and stole 21 bases. Javier Baez's 2018 season, every single category is uh, better than Lindor is projected for this year. So I think he is capable. If you remember last year, the beginning of the season, Baez was the top middle infielder for quite some time before the injury. So, you know, it wasn't just 18, 18 into 19, and then the injury, I think, took him back a little little bit so i expect a resurgence and i think javier baez is going to be the man once again i think that that's a good chance of happening i think that uh with chris bryant leading off that's been verified chris bryant's gonna be leading off he's a hell of a hitter so better than any leadoff hitter they've had he's gonna be better than hayward he's gonna be better than almora so yeah yeah yeah. baez is gonna reap the benefits of the the rbis so that's a good call currently he's going eighth in shortstops, not a bad value pick either, if I'm right. 36th overall in the draft, so third roundish. Again, I think he is a first round pick for 2020. Okay, so moving on, next is our value pick. So again, if we uh, were going somewhere else for those first round or two, so who's a guy that uh, I can get a little bit later in the draft, but could possibly get me those big numbers still? I was surprised to see this guy's name at number 14. But I chose Carlos Correa. I believe that he's way better than 14 anyway. I don't believe that the banging of the garbage can is going to affect him too much, if any. <laughs> I believe he's the type of player that has the fire that's going to want to try to prove the people wrong. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen. He's probably going to face mm-hmm. a lot of booze. He was very loud and very uh, adamant about not cheating. Mm-hmm. I believe Carlos Correa is going to be higher than 14. He could be top five. That is absolute value right there, as long as he can stay healthy. Yep. No, I agree. And and a guy that has been top five before, right? So it's not like he hasn't done it. Right. I personally, again, as as you know, I'm not a, a big fan of the Astros across the board this year. I expect everybody to have a bit of a time in that lineup. However, with Correa being that low, 94th overall on average coming off the board, it does seem, even with all of that, it does seem like he's a little low. So I want to argue with you, but I can't. Who'd you go with? Yeah, so my uh, my value pick is, for those that know me, probably not a huge surprise, but uh, my guy is actually right next to Carlos Correa on the list. I'm going with uh, Marcus Semien as a value pick, currently ranked 14th for shortstop, 79th 
overall coming off the board. This is a guy that last year was the the number two shortstop in the league. It was a big jump. He wasn't expected to be. He's not young. He's not, you know, but um, he did make a, a big jump last year. And there's really, if you go through his numbers, there's not a whole lot to say that it's going to go away. So, you know, I, do I think he's going to be number two overall? Probably not. Probably a little less than that. But I definitely don't expect him to, to regress into a backup role. I like it. He, you know, last year was obviously his big breakout year. If he follows, mm-hmm. it, follows it up again, he's not old and he'll be in the top five for a long time if he does it. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely a capable guy. Like I said, it's... Yeah. It's funny. Those two names uh, kind of jumped out at me when yeah. I was looking in that area. So He was a stud last year. Yeah, no, absolutely. No doubt about it. Mathematically, it's hard to argue whether he was supposed to be there or not. A lot of folks don't think so and don't agree with me, which is why he's getting drafted later. Uh, but that's the whole point of the value, right? Yep. All right, moving right along. Let's go with our sleepers for sure. And shortstop, a, a thick position this year, right? You almost had to roll down a little bit to, to get to, to where you know you weren't confident in the guys. I rolled down a little bit. I couldn't believe that I rolled down to number 27 and found Paul DeJong's name. Mm. First of all, he's having a great spring, but I don't really put too much in the spring. He was amazing in the first half. He had a big dip in the second half. He believes that he found the adjustment in his swing, the, the difference of the first half and the second half. And while he might not be a top five shortstop at 27, I'm thinking he's going to at least be top 15, top 12. So there's a lot of a sleeper there. He, he could crack the top 10. He's got the yep. talent. He's a big, big man. And he's hitting cleanup this year for the St. Louis Cardinals. So that's a, that's a big spot. That's my guy. I like him. I, I didn't know a lot about him, honestly. He, had, he made a big jump last year. Not that he was bad prior to that, 25 home runs, 19 home runs uh, in prior years. But last year, you know, 31 doubles, 30 homers. He walked a little bit. He stole a base or two. His average did, you know, dip down at the end of the year. But even yeah. with that being the case, he was still a 100-point player. So maybe along the, the same lines as, uh, as Semyon a little bit. He was solid last year, but not everyone believes it so he's going a little later and uh, again that's where you're going to get your steals from right from yep. from everyone else not agreeing with you basically 27 is just way too low there's no reason to not consider that guy a starter definitely at least a backup right yeah, 27 he's a, right. a third string shortstop yeah. that just doesn't make sense to me i agree okay so my my sleeper this year i didn't go quite as deep as you but coming off the board 20th among shortstops, 146th overall is Jorge Polanco, Minnesota. Guy that not, you know, not old. He's 26. He's um, he's kind of building his way up. He had a really good year last year. In fact, he was in the, the top 10, top five shortstops last year. 40 doubles, which I always look at when, he, when a guy kind of jumps up in home runs, starts moving up. I'm always looking at those doubles, especially the 24, 25, 26. A lot of times those doubles can become home runs over the next year or two, you know? Yep. Great average. Bat right around 300 regularly, 22 home runs, seven triples. He does a little bit of everything. Not like I said, the most exciting guy in the on the planet. I definitely 
think that he is um, at least a top 10. He finished last year ahead of Gliber Torres, uh, ahead of Trey Turner. You know, these are, are big names that, that are projected to to be really good this year. And, and I think Polanco is just as capable. Well, if you think about Minnesota and you think about all the home runs that they hit last year, and then they added Josh Donaldson, if Polanco's on base, mm. he's going to score the runs. Polanco's the definite starter, which was not the case at the beginning of the year last year. That's definitely yep. what definitely what you're looking for when you find a sleeper is somebody who came on at the end and was that good. I like it. Moving on, we got one more to go, right? We got our busts. I had a very difficult time, thick position, and I really had a hard time finding somebody that I didn't really believe in. I mean, a, a lot of these guys at this position are, are probably going to do well. Right. Who did you pull out bust-wise, Mike? Because of that exact reason you just said, I had a hard time too. So I went high on the list at number going at number five or number six is Xander Bogarts. He had a great year last year. They lose bets. They're probably not going to be in the race. I just don't, I feel like that was his career year. So at five or six with all these other guys like Correa and all these other guys jumping up from last year, Polanco, I believe that Xander Bogarts will probably fall closer to the 10, 12 range, which makes him a bust at number five or six. What you're looking for at this point is just guys that are valued higher than you expect them to finish, right? Yes. So speaking of which, and and like I said, I, I really did have a hard time. So ultimately, I'm going with my gut, my heart, and I expect the Astros to just have a difficult year. So I do not think Alex Bregman is going to be the the top or the second best shortstop this year, a guy that qualifies in multiple positions, as we've talked about, uh, which is valuable. But again, I don't expect him to finish outside the top 20. I just don't think he's going to be a a top two, top three guy again. So I do expect Bregman to, to drop off a little bit. I really expect everybody in a Houston Astros uniform to drop off a little bit, to be honest with you. Not my most passionate bust, but um, I'm going to go ahead and go with Bregman. My take on the Astros is that they have to have a strong start. If they have a good start and they start the first couple weeks off strong, I don't think that the season is going to be that bad. But if they slump at the beginning of the season and the fans are letting them have it, and they lose their confidence, it will be a long season for every one of them. Did you see yesterday, again, spring trading, but yesterday as Altuve was going up, there was a guy in the stands that yelled at him to to give Aaron Judge his MVP trophy. And this is what I was talking about with Altuve. He couldn't let it go. He turned around. He started talking back. It went back and forth. That's the kind of shit that, you know, maybe it doesn't make a huge difference, but it makes a difference. I really, I don't pay a lot of attention to parks. I mean, in fantasy, I mean, I do and and on daily and that type of thing. But if I got a guy and I'm starting him, I'm starting him. I don't care where he's going and playing and watch Houston splits this year. That's what I'm interested in. Playing on the road is going to be difficult, whether they let it get to him or not. But I I just want to see the difference when it's all said and done uh, between their road and home game. Well, there you have it. Once again, we have given you at least a few gems here in the um, the shortstop position. We are going to be back again, finishing out the uh, infield with third base here. And then, of course, we'll move into catcher, outfield, and uh, pitchers along the way. We appreciate you guys listening. We hope this helps. Uh, we look forward to uh, next time. See you.